Hey, it's Godzilla and Wildcore with another Cut the Crap Wednesday. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another Cut the Crap Wednesday. I'm back with a special guest for you today. You guys won't believe who's here. Yo, it's me, Wildcore, baby. <laughs> he is back, guys. Uh, we kind of got him on a setup right now where he's using a modem to get in. So uh, his audio is going in and out. I apologize for that. But this is the best we could do for right now to get him back in there, back in the game. He is back with us. Like I told you guys, I promise you he would be back. And he is back better than ever. How's it going, brother? Dude, like, I am so, I'm cheesing right now, man. Like, my cheeks are going to hurt by the end of this episode. I'm smiling <laughs> so hard. I'm glad to be back, man. I have listened to your episodes while while I've had no internet. And, like, I props to everybody that came on. And you, man, like, you went from just being a list, like, just, you were the other half, but you just did, like, your vocals. And we sat there and did the producing on my side every time. So you had to learn all that. Dude, I'll tell you what, I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be back. And I'm like, I'm ready to go, man. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you, brother. I'm I'm so thankful for you to be back as well. And yeah, I'll tell you guys one thing. Um, the other side of just being vocals to now producing and making sure audio is great. Um, as you guys saw last week, had a little bit of audio difficulties. I think I fixed it for this episode, so hopefully it'll be a little clearer. Um, I apologize ahead for Wildcore because again he is using a different type of mic now and a different type of system set up just until he could get his stuff going. So it may sound a little different coming in and out. Also, guys, just to get you guys a heads up, I might mute here and there. Um, the reason being I am sick while recording this episode. Uh, it's been two days with symptoms. Yesterday was the first full day. Today's the second day. Um, I already went to the urgent care. I do not have the flu. My throat looked clear, so they weren't going to do a strep test. Uh, they did a rapid COVID test. It came back negative, but because I'm two days into symptoms, they're sending it off for the other type of test, the regular two-day test, that, how long it takes. Um, they said because sometimes when you catch it early, it's a false negative. So I do apologize for how I may sound on my congestion, but I did not want to leave you guys without an episode this week. Today's episode is going to be a great one. Um, today's episode is going to be Life Changes. A lot. Ooh, we know about those. Oh, man, we know about that. There's a lot of big life changes between me and Wild. Um, we've had it, you know, I've had mine first. Wild has his second. So we're going to just get on that, talk about it a little bit, and um, the goods, the bads, the negatives, and cut the crap through all that bullshit. So let's just go ahead and start it off. Um, as like I told you guys before, Wild has had a family member that passed but left him a great amount of land. Um, Wild, you want to touch on that subject a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, we could start here, man. Uh, you guys, anybody who knew me from streaming and obviously the podcast and stuff, um, I went from renting a house and having really good internet because I lived in the city uh, through my provider. I had really good internet, too. Um, I necessarily didn't inherit any land or anything, but my family inherited it. Um, and so I had to I moved up here to be able to save money. And I've got, you know, future plans of building my house and stuff on some land that I'm going to buy. Um, and, you know, I, I there's no Internet out here. So I come up here and I kind of let some people down, in my opinion, even though I know they say otherwise. Um, you know, I had to take a step back. Like, it's, dude, 
I want to be honest and just cut the crap early on here, man. Like it was a big life change because I was the guy staying up till 2 a.m., recording shows with you, uh, running my own shows, running the wildsquad.tv. I mean, everything, man, to now, like, there's nothing to do. So I'm playing, like, Xbox offline games, and at 11 o'clock, I'm like, well, I guess I'll just go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. And, you know, it, it, we do miss you. Um, like you say, you feel like you're laying people down, but you're really not because this is a life change. I mean, you were given so much land, um, which I honestly, like, I'm really happy about. Like, I wish I had something that my family has been able to pass down to me. You know, that's like generational wealth right there that what you got. So that is awesome, bro. It really is. Yeah, um, I think I've told you this was a tobacco farm um, for, you know, 50, 60. I, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I know my grandparents are in their 70s. It's been a tobacco farm as long as they farmed this area, um, you know, doing wheat here or there. But even my mother, um, for her first 20 some years of life, she worked here on the tobacco farm. So it is an honor to be able to live out here and you know, watch the land change because we don't farm it right now, but we actually lease it out to other farmers. So, you know, I get to watch them and I plan on actually farming myself um, in the future that's coming up uh, once I have my land and stuff like that. Uh, I do plan on being back like to doing a lot of this stuff, though, but that oh, that's kind of, you know. So you guys, um, you say it was a tobacco farm, correct? Like, yes. you guys, is that what you're still producing is tobacco at this moment or is there other stuff? Absolutely. Okay. Is, Absolutely. Um, there's uh there's tobacco crops all around me right now in every direction. I mean it's it's pulling season, so it's gonna be gone pretty soon, but it's all around me. So what happens when tobacco season is over? Is there another uh thing that you guys plant and grow for that season that tobacco season's not in season or so crops rotate. Um, not every year are the specific acres get used. So, you know, it, if they use these acres right here, they don't use them next year. Um, but what happens is uh, wheat gets planted, uh, wheat or uh, other things like wheat get planted. And it's a whole different farm that actually leases it out for that period. So pretty much once winter starts, um, there will be wheat planted and all this. And it'll be, I guess, ready for harvest in spring. And then right in spring is when the tobacco will be coming in to be replanted and everything. So, I mean, it, it's a, it keeps it moving all year round to keep the, you know, the farm paid for and stuff. Oh, nice. That is awesome. And, um, you know, as life changes happen, guys, you guys know that there's a lot of good and bad and, you know, let's start off straight out with just the bad. Let's cut the crap. What have you found that was the hardest with making this move to, a farm taking over a whole farm doing tobacco planting and all that like what has been the most hardest thing for you and the toughest challenge you feel well i'll be honest i'm i'm kind of lucky i don't actually have to do anything with the farm right now um like i said we lease it out so we're the property holders and stuff like that and i mean we have our own farm equipment and stuff that they don't use um, but a lot of that's being sold because when a farm splits, you know, they've got to pay each of the brothers and the family and stuff like that. So really, I, I, I kind of got to leave the farming out of what's the hardest for me here now because I'm not doing any of that right this moment. Okay. Um, so what's the what hardest? Be, what was the hardest change then from you, from the life yeah. you were living to now, you know, being a farmer, having a farm land? Well, you know, the hardest, the biggest change is going to be. And I know it sounds funny, man, and, and, you know, this is a, you know, what do you call it, first world country, but honestly, it's the internet. Um, 
going from having the internet at any point in time that I could have it to not at all. I mean, yes, I ha I'm on right now talking to you, but this is the first weekend in almost 30 days that I've been able to get on. And I don't, I do have friends in, in like in, in real life, but the what I consider my family and friends and people that I've met over the years are all online. I mean, you're one of them. I met you through streaming and through other people. And that goes for the 160 some people that are in this discord right now. I mean, you know, this is my family, and my friends that I, I used to talk to every single day and play games with and and the specific ones. I mean, the Wild Squad donated a car and I drove up the up the country we live in, you know, nine hours to deliver a car that the Wild Squad paid for. I mean, yeah, this that was, was my dope. community and family, you know, so that's going to be probably the hardest thing about moving out here um, is that. I don't have that every single day connection with these people. Now I, I still keep up with them, but it's not the same. Yeah, no, it's definitely not the same. We still talk every day. If anybody wonders, uh, do either Snapchat or yeah, text message. You and me have the biggest snap streak. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we just go back and forth every single day. I think if there's a day that we miss is because it's the weekend and we're both off or we're doing something, but even still, we always make sure we send a good morning and everything like that. Um, so that was your hardest part. What what has been the greatest thing about um, gaining all this land and gaining this property that you feel for you? Well, that would be kind of having a goal and having a future now as where prior, I mean, I, I just kind of rented where I was at and I didn't really have a five year or I didn't really see a future besides where I was at. I mean, I knew one day hopefully I'd be able to do something similar to this, but I, you know, that's probably the best thing is being able to actually sit down and come up with those plans. And, and my family has a lot to do with that. Um, as far as future planning, I, I didn't have that before, but now I do. Um, and then of course, where I'm at right now, I mean, I'm sitting actually outside right now, um, underneath the, the, um, like patio that we have here. Just, I mean, it's beautiful out here. There's no light from cities. I mean, I'm, I'm way out here, man. I mean, the night <laughs> sky looks completely different when there's no lights anywhere near you. It's beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I actually had a chance to experience something like that. Um, I was driving down to South Florida this weekend, and um, there's a strip of land called, like, Alligator Alley. And it's owned by, like, Indians, I heard, um, on the side or the land and all that. So the whole strip has no lights. So on the way wow. home, it was pitch black besides the car lights. And when you look at the sky... The sky is so beautiful. It's a different type of sky at night. It's like holy cow! You see the stars clear. You see all that clear. So that that I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I know for me, I've had some changes as well, life changes. Yeah. As you guys know, I moved from I uplifted my whole family from Virginia to Florida. You know, plenty of reasons why. One was I have family down here. Two, I've always wanted to live in Florida. And I, I wanted to have my kids to experience nice weather all year round. And three, I just hate the cold. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I mean, I've I've lived in the cold Fair. for, you know, 30 some years of my life. And I'm just I'm just tired of it personally. You know, I'm tired of the snow. I'm tired of waking up cold. And when I had to drive to work, driving to work cold and having all these layer of clothes on, like I enjoy sitting outside in shorts and a white beard. And it's a nice, beautiful night out. You know what I mean? Um like tonight's Absolutely. a perfect 
Yeah, tonight's a perfect example. I know, like, in Virginia, it's, like, 60-some degrees, 50-some degrees. And out here, it's, like, a cool 80 degrees outside right now at, like, 9 o'clock at night. So when I go outside, normally I have to work. I like to take time and just sit outside in front of my yard and just relax and enjoy the beautiful weather. And, you know, sometimes it sucks because there's a lot more mosquitoes out here, and I'm treating for that now to kill that. But it's awesome. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, let me ask you a question about yeah. your temperature there. So, so that's that's a really big thing that I hear uh, from you is that it's so much nicer, like yeah. weather wise. Now, now it's pro- I think it's like sixty here where I'm at. You know, North Carolina is maybe maybe sixty five right now. Mm. But like that's really nice. I couldn't imagine sitting out here at nine thirty at night at eighty degrees. I'm oh, sorry, man. man. I, it, it's it, I'm, I mean, I guess you have to be accustomed to it or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just really warm blood that I'm accustomed to it. But it's nice, dude. Like, especially the neighborhood we live in, there's so many kids in it. And for the first time, you know, my kids are outside playing with other kids. You know, before they would just play with themselves or me. And they get bored in like five minutes and they run inside. Now they're outside playing with other kids in the front, playing kickball, tag. Um, They were playing red light, green light the other day from that movie (laughs) Squid Gate. Like, it was hilarious. It's just watching them play and be kids. I was like, that's what I love to see. And they're able to do that all year round. You know, I do hear it gets somewhat cold here for like a month or two. It drops to like the 50s and the 40s. But, you know, that's one month out the year or two months max. I'll take that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll take the other 10 months. So, uh, for me... That was my greatest thing coming here, just seeing my kids being able to go outside and all that. I want to say, because I want to answer the same questions I asked you, the hardest part for me was uplifting the family. You know, my wife is not really good with changes. And she challenged me, too. She said, listen, if you want to move out to Florida so bad, you need to find a job. And literally after her saying that within like a day or two, a position popped up and emailed me through my current company. I'm not going to say who I work for, but whoever knows me knows. And it popped up in an email to me from Indeed. And I'm like, oh, okay, this must be a sign in the area I want to live in, all that. So I applied for it. Um, while applying for it, I noticed you needed a degree or the work experience. So when I saw that, nine out of ten times, they want the degree, and I don't currently have one. So I knew I was going to get probably passed over, but I had a ton of experience. And believe it or not, the experience worked, and I I got the job within like a month. And I looked at her and I said, hey, you said if I get the job, we're moving down. So I got the job, and she couldn't do nothing but say, okay, well, you know, here it is. And I know it's been a hard change for her. Um, I know it's been difficult for her, and I appreciate all the hard work she does. And I try to do stuff to make it easy for her. You know, we try to go out every weekend um, to do different things. You know, last week we were, or this past weekend we were in Miami. Last weekend we were in a big lagoon. And I got to tell you this. beautiful. Yeah, when you come, this lagoon, I lie to you not, is about an acre of land that's just straight water. And it gets up to 12 feet deep. And they have a section of it, uh, like, I guess you could say, like, section off for people that want to canoe in it, bro. So when you come down, you got to experience it. That is so cool. Um, the floor is not regular pool floor. It's like a, a rubber floor. So when you step on it, the floor in the water actually moves. So like, it takes you a second to get adjusted to it, but apparently it's better for like your feet and better for the long run for, I guess, from the floors getting ruined or anything like that. You know, the weekend before that we went to a football game in Miami 
And we did like so many things so far. Every weekend we've been like trying to plan something and do something. We've experienced the outdoor dining and all that stuff that, you know, Tampa has a lot of great food and my surrounding area has a lot of great food. So that, um, but that's been the toughest is really just my family and getting them accustomed to it. I have to say, you know, you brought up something that I kind of forgot to hit on, um, talking about your kids and having those other kids to play with. I mean, that, that's, if you come from where you were to there, that's a really good, that's an awesome thing. And I it got is. something similar to that, man. Yeah. My kids were like me. They played video games and they would fight. I, I mean, I, you know, dude, I had like five Xboxes because I have four kids and then I play and then my fiance played. So, you know, we moved out here, you know, we lost internet. And so now it's, they barely play anything, but I'll tell you what, the amount of time that we spend on the go-karts, on the chuck wagon, I just outside i mean i haven't my kids haven't wanted to go outside and play football and play and kick the soccer ball around and stuff when we lived at the other house and we had a yard and it's just that out here they're i guess their freedom and their brain is just unlocked i mean we've used a telescope and looked at the stars and stuff i mean it's it's just so different and i'm only 20 minutes away from where i was nice nice now question you said the go-kart and the what the wagon the chuck wagon what is a chuck wagon? I have never heard of a chuck wagon. That's kind of, I guess, it's it's a John Deere chuck wagon thing. Um, it's like a side-by-side. Do you know what that is? I know what the side-by-sides um, are. So it's like a side-by-side, but it's only a two-seater. Well, it's got like a flat seat in the middle. And then the back is like a dump bed. It's It's mainly used for like... Well, it's used for the country. I mean, we use it to haul a little bit of stuff. We actually have a trailer hitch on it. We have a little trailer for it and stuff. But... um. It's it's just I mean it's four wheel drive I, I think it's got four wheel drive I've never had to use it um it's not the faster one we we have a like a little tiny sand rail um that's got like a small little motor on it but I tell you what I, I'm a 300 pound man I can get on that thing I had to sit in the passenger seat to drive because that's how big I am oh wow and uh, I mean I we flipped it over out here once like, <laughs> nobody got hurt I hope. Uh no, it just got all bent up and we had to reweld pipe on, but I mean it's it's amazing just you know, fifteen, twenty minutes up the road, how much life can be different. Yeah, that sound that does sound amazing. Um how, for your kids switching over, I know the the hardest part was um was switch they had to switch schools, of course. Um luckily they started in the beginning of a school year though, so they weren't thrown in, in the middle of the school year. Uh sometimes so, that can be good, sometimes that can be bad. So I know for my kids that was a That's hard ask, yeah. yeah that was a hard part for them adjusting to a new school and l- making new friends. Did your kids get um put into a new school as well or were they able to stay in the same school? So uh, I'm I was going to ask you how that went for your kids transferring like um you know what they've said to you as far as how it, how the transfer happened to them but for us my kids are kind of in a private school. Um it's a federal controlled public private school. It's really weird. It's a community school. So basically the community pays for whatever federal won't pay, but we have a lot of say in what the kids get taught. We have a lot of say in what happens to the school and it just got built last year. Um, actually technically two years ago. Now my son was the first class at the school. Um, so it's one of those schools that it doesn't have local, uh, learning, I guess is, is what you'd call it. Like it doesn't get, there's state curriculum and then there's federal curriculum and it gets federal curriculum and not state, but the parent teacher council in a normal school doesn't have a whole lot of say, but in this school, like we bought 
we bought the kids uh, tables and stuff because the school lost funding last year. Um, oh, wow. Because of the, the whole federal losing money, um, they stopped all like private school funding. So the parents actually all banded together. That was the I mean, that's what we do. It's a it's a private school technically. And we bought things like the outside tables and stuff like that. Um, the school's a big adjustment, but it's the same school they were going to because they're car riders. So we just kept them in the school. Um, luckily, this isn't bound by districts. Okay. So moving doesn't stop us from going to that school. That's good. Um, and, and honestly, it's probably the best school that I've ever sent my kids to. And it's not because of the private side. Like, it's not that kind of school. I mean, anybody can get in. There's just a list. And, and you know, you got to wait until your kid's can get in you know like the the waiting period um it doesn't cost to get in it's not that kind of private school but it doesn't have a lot of things um i'll be honest like it doesn't have a cafeteria um they order food so it is a little expensive but luckily i just pack lunches for all my kids Mm -hmm. but um they really didn't have to do anything um they adjusted just fine that's good i I tell you now we're gonna cut the crap here if you ever have to move out of state always think about your kids I tell you now, my kids are the world to me. And for them, they did struggle in the beginning. They have friends now. But I can tell you now, they did come up to me because I know you were asking. They came up to me a couple of days and say, Dad, I want to go back to Virginia. I miss my friends, this and that. And it hurts to hear that. And, you know, for me growing up, I was a social butterfly. I'm able to talk to anybody and I'm able to make friends quickly, which could be a positive and a negative because I trust very, very easily. Um, and for my kids, they don't have it that like I do. You know, maybe my youngest, Chris, he's a little more friendlier than everyone else. But my my oldest two, CJ and Christy, they struggled with it in the beginning. The good thing is, though, now they have those friends and they have built it. So just for anybody out there ever thinking about relocating to another state and you have kids, be aware that is going to be, you know, something you should also keep in mind and talk to your kids about. My kids knew we were moving to Florida. They were excited about it. They wanted to be closer to their grandma and their other families, and they still love it. Like I said, though, just the beginning stages was a little tough, and that is something you definitely want to think about. Yeah, that makes sense, man, especially because they were excited to move and didn't really think about the, oh, I'll make some new friends. And then when you actually actually get down to making friends, man, and I think you guys didn't do down in Florida, you guys didn't have the same kind of shutdown we did here, right? For COVID? Uh, so we they talked about it. No, they didn't have the shutdown like they do up north. Um, you know, now down here, there our governor is really about this whole no mask, no, you know, let the kids go to school, yeah, they'll right. be okay. Um, so the shutdown really wasn't affected much here. Um, you know, last year, the kids in Florida were in school full time. Um, compared to when my kids were in virtual learning and that I say it kind of hindered my youngest son I noticed because my teacher uh, the teacher tells me now so we're putting extra work into him but my youngest son when he started school it was right in 2019 2020 so the first part of the year was his first year ever in school and then he went straight to virtual and at a kid that young you know, for him to continue to try to learn only virtual, you know, I praise him because he tried his hardest to keep up to date. You know, it's just unfortunately now he's a little bit behind, but, you know, we're working on that. And like I said, the the schools here are different. That is very important when you're looking. You want to look at the quality of the school they're going to. And my kids yeah. are going to a really good quality school. 
eventually I may put them into private school because there are some private schools that are better than these public schools that are out here. Um, but that's something that me and the wife will talk about. You know, that's again, something when you move and you relocate, you guys need to look into if you have a family that is very important. So absolutely. But yeah, now you, you guys are actually going to move again one day, right? You're not in your forever correct. home right now. This right? is not the forever home. We're going to move again. We rent it just to make sure we love the area and we love this area. Like this area is amazing. So we found a few houses that are still in this area that we're looking to buy. Um, we have until April, and then by April, you know, we have to be out of here. So that's the goal. We're already looking. We're already working things out, and we should hopefully have our forever home soon. And I'll be able to have a studio where I'm not in the garage sweating 24-7. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. I, I can't wait for you guys because I know you're going to have to do some of your relocating again. You're actually going to do that before me because – I'm not in my forever home either. I plan on building one, but I'm like two or three years out for building my house. So we're both going to be doing this all over again. <laughs> just one more time. Just one more time. But once we get it, it'll be worth it. Um, so definitely. Now, question earlier, you had spoke about your place and that you rent out or you lease the farming stuff to somebody, correct? Yeah. So we, well, well we don't lease the, like our equipment and stuff here. They, they lease our land so basically they come in and they plant and harvest and water they like do they do everything on our land and it pays the taxes on the land and stuff i mean it's a it's a good it's a good way to like cover taxes on the land and stuff like that um there's a lot of actual financial elements to that we don't i mean i i don't know what we make it's it's not handled b between me and them again but that's uh, what i was about I know to ask that, i know that it's not like it's not like a day job that pays you, uh, you know, $50,000 a year. I just know that, you know, it pays, it pays the taxes on the land and stuff like that. Okay. And, and that's, that's just, you know, it helps out the other farmer and stuff like that too, because he gets to farm more. Got you. It's now like, it's like a trade situation. Now do, is there a certain time? Are you allowed to be on the property while they're farming or is there certain restrictions that happen? How does that oh, work? I'm, I mean, it's our land. There's no like, there. It's kind of an honor thing with farmers in the first place. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to ride a four wheeler down the middle of a row of crops either. You know, I mean, it's you just don't do that. There's a lot of reasons you don't just go and drive across crops. I mean, whether you're they're your crops or somebody else's crops. So no, it's it's our land. We can drive around it, whatever. They just they literally lease the land that they put the like the acreage that they put the the actual farm on the the well for us tobacco. Um, I mean, there's, we have no reason to like go in the rows, but I mean, I'm sure there's something in a contract somewhere that says that we can't like go and cut down crop or something, but, yeah, um, definitely. our land surrounds us. There's some land that's not attached, but most of our land surrounds us. Um, so, you know, we can see all of the land pretty much. I mean, there's some trees in between it and, um, my part that I plan on getting has, uh, I think probably like 20 acres of it that's farmed and the rest is all actually wooded. Um, so, I mean, I could go to the woods and ride a four wheeler if I wanted to. Nice. Now, is it true what they say for farmers that they're there bright and early, like 4 a.m.? Um, honestly, the farmer here hasn't started the crops by the house, but I know that the farmers that I've met so far that aren't my family farmers, um, they're at the gas station down the road getting a biscuit in the morning 
super early before they start <laughs> if they haven't ate at home I, I don't know if that's just what those farmers do okay. but um i do know that they go out pretty early in the morning i mean you, you need sunrise but around here that's you know as early as 6 30 in the morning yeah um i do i'm pretty sure that my grandpa probably used to go out at 5 30 or 6 if, if there was sun um oh, i wow. do know that it's a it's an all-day thing like if you got to go turn on the irrigation at 2 a.m you got to go you know if you hear the generator cut off for the irrigating pump at 3 a.m you got to go out there and fix it so it is it is a 24 or 7 thing nice nice so one last question though um are you able to control what is being planted there or is that all the farmers what they choose to plant I mean, it. I would assume because I haven't seen that stuff. But I mean, when we sign a, a contract for a lease, letting someone use the land, I'm sure that they tell us whatever they're going to plant. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that they don't. But at the same time, there's only two things that get planted here: that's tobacco and I believe wheat. I don't know if my mom or my dad listens to this right now. You know, to you know today Wednesday, then they might go, "Well, that was wrong." But I'm telling you, I don't exactly know. I just know okay. that. If the farmer says, I want to lease, you know, these 200 acres or, you know, whatever to plant tobacco on, then he, that's what they, you know, that's whatever the lease gets drawn up. Gotcha. Um, I'm sure that if he wanted to plant some of it as something else, he probably could. I don't, um, I do know that when I farm, I'm going to be farming vegetables and things like that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I plan on having like a farm stand and stuff like that actually at the front of my property. Um I want to do some local uh, farming area so some of the younger kids and stuff can come and learn to plant and farm and garden myself. Um, oh, be I cool. mean, I've got to learn it too myself. Um, I've got to learn to do all this stuff, and I'd like to share that knowledge as I learn it, not only with my kids, because when I build my house, I'll have six kids living with me. So, because um, my fiance has two and I have four. So, I've got six employees <laughs> to, nice. to help me out there farming, you know, and there you I'm, go. I'm sure. They love it already, so. That's good. Well, then you guys heard it here first. You heard the good, the bad, the ugly, which it doesn't seem like there was much bad or ugly for you, which is great. Um, but, you know, just to kind of top it off, hey, look out for when you guys move for your family. Make sure your family is involved in the decision. Make sure you think about the those people that are involved, the kids, your wife, everything like that. You know, make sure it is an area you guys like. Uh, the goods, you know, you got pros where your kids would be out playing more. Beautiful weather. Some cases, not so much beautiful weather, but nice, quiet, open land where you can go four-wheeling. So you've heard kind of both sides of it, the city life and the countryside of it. And I hope this was very informative for you guys. We are super happy you guys are here listening to us. I am wild. You have no idea how happy I am. I can't. I don't probably sound it because I'm sick. But, like, I am smiling here too, ear to ear. I'm happy you're back, brother. And we're going to be doing a lot of great things together. And there's a lot of great things to come, everybody. Like I said, we have a lot of great things down the line that we're doing. Um, and we appreciate everyone for listening. Absolutely. Um, you know, like I said in the beginning of the shout out to all the previous guests that you had while I was gone. Um, and, you know, looking forward definitely. one day having other guests, definitely for sure. Um, it, it, you know, <laughs> I know you had those audio problems last time and you didn't have a guest that could have told you that it was going on. But uh, hopefully, guys, we don't have that happen no more. Um, 
I do know that I plan on getting a little bit better internet than what I have. One of the problems that we did, you know, that we kind of said is that I live so far out that there's not like a cable company or even a phone company that runs lines. So I have to have, I'm going to be buying like a very special, basically a, a cell phone modem that's going to go on my, my chimney and provide me internet. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I can't wait to keep bringing you guys more cut the crap moments, man. Yeah, definitely, guys. And again, if you haven't, go ahead and make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to us. We really appreciate it. And we hope you guys have a wonderful night. Absolutely. Y'all have a good night. Peace.